0: Radio Show! And here is the studio orchestra of the Spudguman Show, sartorially regaled in sequined jumpsuit and cantilevered pompadour, the world's only accordion-playing Elvis impersonator, Accordion Joe!
1: Here comes the Spudman, he goes down easy, he calls to you, who, the social outcast, yes you, who are rejected, he wants you, he needs you. He loves you. Here comes the Spud Man. He goes down easy. Here comes the Spud Man.
2: It's the Spud Goodman Show. Let's get ready. Trumbo. And here he is, the head cheese meister. It's Spud Goodman.
3: Greetings, Anna Ola. Listeners, I'm pretty sure I am Spud Goodman. <laughs> Spud Goodman. <laughs> Welcome to a gosh darn neato little radio show. Uh, you know, I understand the word neato is subjective on my part. Others might use a number, you know, of alternative terms that might not be as flattering. But since I am the host, um, I'm going to take the lead and say it again proudly. This show is neato. Okay? All right. Now that we've established this, I need to introduce our show's designated laugher, my Mm -hmm. Aunt Dorothy. Go ahead and give us a a semi-enthusiastic chuckle. I don't think this particular episode will be in need of any, like, full-on belly laughs, but just go ahead and give us, a like, a a chuckle right now.
4: Okay, okay, I can do that. (laughs) (sighs) I felt that was more than adequate.
3: Well, you know, if you feel that way and are satisfied with it, I'll accept your judgment. But, you know, I have heard better chuckles.
4: It kind of sounded like you were phoning it in, Aunt Dorothy. I'm just saying. Well, I am on the phone speaking right now. I did actually phone into the show, as we all are these days.
3: Game has changed, yo. Oh, yeah, you got me on a technicality with that one. Stupid pandemic. All right, well, let me introduce our show's temporary, permanent co-host, Gerald Holcomb. Go ahead and mumble an acknowledgment of my acknowledgment. A couple words will do.
0: Yeah, oh, okay, well, I, as I've said on many occasions, Spud, I'm not a mumbler. You know, my mother made clear when I first began to speak actual words at, I believe, uh, 12 weeks old. What? I was thought to be, yeah, a highly gifted baby, quite advanced um, Anyway, when, when I first enunciated the word "mumu," you know, it kind of stunned her. It was a mm. strong plea for another feeding. Uh, yeah, I was breastfed until <laughs> three and a half. Uh, too bad my parents didn't have a video recorder in those days as I think my early days would be something pediatricians might be interested
5: in studying. All right, I don't want to like really sound stupid when I do this show today.
0: Uh,
3: you lost me when the topic of your breastfeeding history was uttered. Uh, nothing against this healthy practice yeah. for babies, but well. Well, never mind. So, yeah, well, so what I wanted to bring up for discussion was this thing, I guess, is, is really, a, it's an important factor in people, things, or or shows being popular. It's called trending. You know, we have touched on it a little bit on this show in the past, but I've done a deep dive on this and I'm convinced we need to make this happen if we want to get out of radio hell.
0: Hell will freeze over. But I've also read up a bit on that trending word. And, and yes, I guess it is important uh, in show business uh, if, if a program or a person in show business wants to be successful. Yeah, that's what I said. I said that. I know, I know. But I wanted to tell you, our youngest, uh, Dwight, was able to achieve that trending status, and I wasn't really? gonna divulge this, but it happened a few months ago. He posted a video of me falling on my keister, and he and his little friends evidently set a little trap for me. Uh, they made a slippery patch, you know, on the front sidewalk, and as I was going to my car, boom down I went but it shook me up more than injuring me but anyway after the kids showed it to my wife and I we both had to admit it was pretty funny and it must have gotten a few hundred thousand views in like uh, 48 hours
3: really how come I never heard about that I would have put that up on our website and Facebook page for sure
0: Well, my wife felt it was not something I should share with you, or or at my other place of employment, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum.
5: South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum!
0: You know, being anonymous on YouTube is one thing, but she said if I brought attention to it, it could adversely affect my career advancement. Uh, Unfortunately, the video did get a number of views from the members of my church. Uh, I, ch- I took a lot of ribbing on that.
4: <laughs> oh, that was probably a good call. There is no limit to what Spud would have done with a link to that video.
3: Yeah. So, you're, yeah. so you're, you're, your kid's pretty good at this trending thing, huh? Hmm. Hey, when the show's over, give me his cell phone number.
0: Yeah. Oh, you know, he doesn't have his own cell phone. We do have a family cell phone that the three kids share. Uh, Or you could reach him directly on our family's home phone number. You you mean a landline? No, our our home uh, phone number. (laughs) That
5: would be a landline, man.
0: Is that what what kids call it these days? These guys, they make millions of dollars. They're smart as hell.
4: Gerald, I haven't had a landline since Y2K. Really? Dude, uh, I guess that explains
3: why you're still using AOL, too, huh? Uh,
2: Hello? I've been waiting on the line now for I don't know how long. Is someone gonna introduce me? Do I have to say again that I am the most popular person on this radio program?
5: Yes!
4: Oh, sweetie. Bud dropped the ball and forgot to introduce you. Don't get upset. I can do it. Well, I'll do it really quickly here. No, and Dorothy, I can can... handle this. I can handle this. Uh, I just spaced
3: on it. Okay, say hello to Chance the Intern, our our show's community college intern who should have graduated a few quarters ago, by the way. Uh, Okay, you, you can respond to my acknowledgement now.
2: I was informed by my academic advisor that I needed a few more credits than I had thought to graduate. There are a couple classes that are always filled, so it's hard to get in, but I'm not worried. I'll get my AA, and then I'll have to make some important decisions.
3: Well, in my five years, uh, you know, at community college, uh, that was enough for me, you know, as far as higher education. But you maybe should think about continuing your education at a four-year school overseas. I read about this, you know, on the Internet. Tuition is is way cheaper and the the tests are easier. Like at some other colleges, they're pass-fail, the tests. Uh, Man, I, I think in Luxembourg or Tonga, I think it was, they don't even make you take tests. I'm sure my, my aunt will will wait for you, you know, here in the U.S. until you get your B.A. Truth isn't truth.
2: Yeah, I'll not let my studies conflict with my upcoming marriage to Dorothy. If I did study overseas, she would come with me.
5: Uh,
4: of course I would, honey. And Spud, there are plenty of great colleges in this country.
3: Well, Okay, it was, it was just a suggestion, okay? All right, let's play some music. Here is a uh, a song by the Chilean hip-hop duo Rebel Diaz, a.k.a. Rodrigo and Gonzalo Venegas, who now reside in both Brooklyn and Chicago. This one is titled, Which Side Are You On? Hit it.
6: I gotta draw a line, I can't take it no more. If you ain't down with revolution what you waiting for? Making money for suckers and not communities poor ripping flags off of coffers man, it's ain't our war. Colonized here rise by the world's biggest killers the US government, the biggest weapon and drug dealers. Filling prisons with children incarcerating the future. MySpace and Facebook got us stuck on computers stuck on stupid bumpin' music that's abusive to the shorties. And the nonsense that you spittin', they just listen and absorbin' I've been dorming, I've been working, I'm a I'm I'm with the Apple in Oaxaca and we hold the machete I rock hard like feeding children holding slingshots I'm with every single kid that's down for hip-hop For the culture, the life, what it really stands for This music is resistant the voice of the poor I'm on the side of the workers, the teachers and lunch ladies On the streets with brown mommies raising our brown babies I'm with youth organizers
5: cleaning up the Bronx River I'm like I miss Escalante when I stand and deliver I'm with Evo Morales, man he running Bolivia Distribution of the land so we get all live bigger I'm with Hugo Infidel, Grandmaster and Melly
6: Mel I'm with the Panthers up in Queens, Justice for Sean Bell I'm with Camacho Negron, I'm with Ojeda Rios for Oscar, look, it's time to get in the pill. I'm with a boo Jamal, I'm with a side of Shakur, I'm with the compas Can't he get in the walk. Are you getting a penny more?
5: Shasta.
7: Um, it, it, he is Seattle all the way through. And if he can tell me the other end opposite
0: Steve Largent, I'll give him a dollar. Uh, Spud, your first guest, Coleman Domingo from, uh, one of those dead shows is waiting to speak with you. You know, I remember Coleman from the last time he was on. He seems like a really nice
3: man. Yes, yes, he is. And he is on fear the walking dead, which is a good yeah. show.
0: Right.
4: And and I enjoy Coleman in Euphoria on HBO. He's a really talented actor.
0: Yeah, he is. Okay. Okay. Beer, The Walking Dead. Now, just how many of those dead shows are there? It, it seems that there are so many movies and TV shows with, uh, you know, mummies these days.
3: There are no mummies on anything I'm aware of. No, okay, except you know, like those like three lame ass mummy movies that that Brendan Fraser made. And no offense to him, as he he was a good guest on my old TV show. But the movies just sucked.
0: Oh, okay. Then if not mummies, then those uh, what werewolves? Then I'm gonna beat the holy hell out of one of you. If you ask me, they all seem satanic, and they're dead creepy creatures, right?
3: I don't think the devil gets a cut of profits from Robert Kirkman or AMC. Okay. Just put Coleman through.
0: Yeah. I don't know about that, but, uh, okay.
3: Welcome back to the show. Actor, writer, director, and producer Coleman Domingo. That's still a decent list of titles, man. You are a multiple threat in showbiz. Oh, thank
7: you, man. I, I I try. I try.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, fear the walking dead is back for season six airing sunday nights on amc at nine eight central as i told lenny james when he was on our show last year i kind of bailed on the walking dead but i am a real real fan of your show fear it's just better for a variety of reasons i know you can't get into that uh, but the cast is one big reason so kudos to you and your co-workers
7: thank you so much man I've, i've enjoyed being a part of every season since the beginning it's been a such a ride, you know. It's a roller coaster at times, and you know, from but we've had different landscapes—from shooting person in LA and Vancouver to Mexico to now to Austin, Texas, which we've been now for. This our third season being there, so I'm really happy with the way the story keeps evolving, you know, and the characters keep evolving. I think that's what someone asked me the other day: How does it feel to play the same character for six seasons? And I tell you, because the characters keep evolving and changing it feels like a new character every season so i always feel like what am i going to do this season what version of my character will i be and i think and now it's even anthological in the storytelling it's even more exciting because you go to the depths and the souls of these characters that you love so well that have been set up but you get, get a little deeper and the work gets a bit more complex and deeper
3: yeah well i i wanted to ask you uh, about the show this season where did, did was any of it shot during the pandemic because i guess i would would have been tough for the stars but super difficult for the walkers to maintain social distancing
7: exactly man none of uh, let's see up till we we just started shooting again uh episode i think we're on episode nine oh. so we had eight episodes in right before the pandemic so the first half of the season Season um, A, you will see without any, you know, COVID protocols because it was right before it was up until March 12th that we were shooting. Um, so that was great that we got that. And then, so the storytelling in the second half gets it a little trickier. The, the beautiful thing is that we were doing an, an anthology. So already we had our, our major characters separated. And um, I think, you know, with walkers and all, we'll see what we do. We have We're using some walkers and some background and we may be doing some CGI and things like that to to amplify it. The beautiful thing is that we have so much technology that be in support and that can actually, you know, tile in or bring in other performers um, than, what we, than what we can actually do. And now, we're shooting now and it's the protocols are like really awesome. Our crews work so hard to make sure everybody's safe and feeling good and uh, everyone's doing it. You know, because it's that thing where it's like, I think it's a true representation of what could happen in the world because crews are used to taking care of one another Uh and we're like we all have to do it so we can all be safe there's no i'm going to tap out and choose something and and somebody else won't am like, no, we're all doing this together because it's a team effort so it feels like a football game or something man it's like we all get in there we create some great television and then we go home and but we make sure we're all safe and feeling good huh all right well you directed
3: an episode this season episode three Alaska, Alaska, alaska right uh, yes, it's called Alaska.
7: This is my third episode that I've directed, and I think it's even bigger and better. Every, every time I direct on the show for the past three seasons, they sort of double down with what they give me. This time is a very diehard episode. It's, uh, it's vertical. <laughs> and uh, I have lots of stunts, special effects, visual effects, and some really awesome intimate storytelling, and I have phenomenal lead actors to direct uh like maggie grace and austin emilio and, and our own lenny james
3: yeah it's cool uh, well i gotta ask how many times on average when you were directing would you have to tell a walker he or she would have to get their head bashed in again for a retake because that must be kind of <laughs> tough on them. yeah it's kind of tough
7: on them but you know they get, there's one one uh walker in particular her name is Tammy. That I have killed personally at least nine times. Yeah. <laughs> and so anytime she's on the show, I'm like, oh, how am I gonna kill you this time? Now I'm directing her. I'm like, well, I guess I'm killing you this way. And she's always game because uh, I, I would love to see like clips put together of this one walker in particular, Tammy, and see how many times she's been killed, and by, and especially by me. She seems to be my target every single time I need a walker.
3: Wow. No. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was I was wondering if maybe that a lot of them had to go to the chiropractor afterwards cuz their necks are always whipping back. Dude, I,
7: I don't know how they do it. When I tell you our stunt team, they're, they're they're superheroes. They really are. They train hard, they work hard. They're they're strong and they're able to just like bend their bodies in ways that you're like, "I can't do that." Right. <laughs> so I don't know what they're doing. They are awesome people and, and they, they work hard, you know.
0: All right, super. Excuse me, Spud. Yes. Wait, wait. I, I, times in both of my positions here on this show and at my other place of employment South Seattle carpet and linoleum. South Seattle carpet and linoleum. I often have to push my body beyond what at the time I feel I'm physically capable of you know working two jobs can be exhausting. Coleman I need a moment here doing this
3: show it, it takes maybe two hours out of your day and don't you only work like 25 hours a week or so mostly on the weekends selling carpet that is not exactly a grueling schedule
4: Gerald I have dropped by your store a few times and you are always just sitting in the back eating something and on this show oh come on you are about as needed as a stapler So don't cry about your demanding career, okay? Hey,
0: I work very hard at my position of co-host. Many hours are invested prior to us going on the air. And you must have caught me on break at my other job. You know, I'm still number three in sales this quarter. Uh,
3: That's nice to know. Now let me return to Coleman. Well... Coleman, you're a longtime stage actor. Uh, Are you experiencing withdrawals at this point with theaters closed up? I understand that, what, Broadway's opening up, like, maybe next June, but still.
7: Yeah, man, I feel for my fellow uh, theater performers. I haven't been on stage since, like, 2013. And uh, I just, you know, I wanted to get back on stage, actually, this year. But, yeah, it's just not possible right now. But I do think it's a time for us to to innovate. I'm always just saying, okay, We're not gonna have live theater for a while. What can we do? And I'm not talking about in the Zoom space or anything, but like, hey, how can we innovate to try to recreate this experience with the technology that we have? So I think that my comrades are now we're lick, licking their wounds and saying, okay, we got to move forward. How do, how can we keep this thing that we love alive? And so we're experimenting with different forms.
3: Okay, all right. Well, you, you also do a lot of voice work appearing on Bojack Horseman, great show, and American Dad and other stuff. So I, I would think that would be a, like a perfect gig for the times we're in. Can, can you do your voice parts at home?
7: Yeah, man. I just—the I, beautiful thing is—I just—I just got an offer to do a voice role just yesterday, and I was like, "This is just awesome." You know, who doesn't like to work from home, man? Yeah. I can just go into. A, but usually, the you know, voice work is actually kind of odd because you you go into a closet in your
5: <laughs>
7: in your house and you pad things and everything. And you're, so it's kind of odd, an odd setup. here with your iPad and your phone and you're in the dark. And you're doing a voice recording, it's like the weirdest setup. I think a lot of times, as actors, you always look like you're in an insane asylum, and I think this is this is par for the course.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of getting uh, there. There are some perks, I, we're having to all split up and do it remotely, and it's uh, yeah, yeah you, I don't know, there, there are there's upside, but it's still, I mean, not getting together as a group, it's yeah, you want to be with people, man. Yes. You want to
7: be with, I mean, that, that's our nature. I think that's your nature, that's my nature. We want to be, that's why we do what we do because we Love people. So I think, but I think that desire, boy, I feel like every time I see anybody. Like when I go out, I'm, I'm constantly when I go for a run. I'm waving at all my neighbors like
3: a maniac because I feel like, hey, there's people. How are you? Yeah, well said. <laughs> well said, man. Uh, well, let, uh, let me close uh, with asking about your recurring role on the HBO, HBO series Euphoria. Did you see Zendaya winning the Emmy this year? Because not too shabby at 24 because she was up against some
7: I'm uh, Not too shabby at all. And it's funny because we just wrapped the episode that we shot. Actress. And I, so I was so happy for her. And I think it's, it's historic and it's meaningful in this moment to watch this young woman, um, this young black woman, you know, win this award and, and just seeing where her career goes. So I'm super excited for her and for the show. I think it's some of the best television um, out there. Uh, I feel very proud to be on shows like Fear of the Walking Dead and Euphoria. I feel like it's really. Um, moving the dial um, on our humanity about what we think about ourselves and um, I don't know it's good to be a part of things like that
3: alright super well I know you gotta get going so let, let me say again that your series Fear the Walking Dead is back for season six airing on AMC Sunday nights at nine 8 central we really appreciate you coming back on our show thanks man I appreciate you but, Mr. All right. Mr. Coleman Domingo Bye. thank you
0: The excitement continues on the Spud Goodman Radio Show following this brief intermission.
5: Thank you, everybody. We're the Black Chevys, and we're on the Spud
8: Goodman Show. Thank you for tuning in. You can find us on Facebook or
5: Instagram, and you can hear our music on Bandcamp and SoundCloud. Thank you all, and good night.
0: We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Uh, You know, getting back to what we were talking about, I think this trending thing can be more trouble than it's worth. It's been my experience that it can cause one harm as the ridicule I had to endure, uh, you know, being a popular video on YouTube was not a good trade-off. With all the jokes I had to endure at church, uh, people throwing banana peels at my feet after the services, uh, my neighbor (laughs) leaving a slip and slide on my porch as a gift that I guess he thought would be funny. It's just something I would rather not go through again. I'm advising you, Spud, not to seek out attention via this method.
5: Shut
3: up. It's not like I want to be the butt of jokes like you had to deal with. You know, I I think I, I would rather remain anonymous than go through that, but I was thinking more about getting the show on that trending list, not me personally.
4: Well, Spud, I would think you've had so much experience absorbing public ridicule over the years, that you would feel it to be an acceptable arrangement.
2: Well, I don't think baby boomers understand the process of establishing what is popular or not popular can't be manipulated. My generation can't be fooled into a herd mentality thing. If we go all in for something or somebody, it has to be an organic experience.
6: When I came back from the hospital, the first thing I did was go look at my vag in the mirror. It looks better looking than before. So
2: those Kardashians and that TikTok thing were virgin births? Okay, actually there are some things like Kylie Jenner that I really can't explain, but I stand by what I said.
4: That is so courageous, honey. Stand strong behind your beliefs. Again, I don't
3: really care about being popular myself, and like right now. I'm just exploring any possible angle that could spring us from where we are in the radio food chain. Uh, it'd just be nice to work at a station with free coffee and you, Aunt Dorothy, not having to bring in our own toilet paper, you know?
5: Um, I think it'd be actually...
4: Uh, I would agree with that. You know, I didn't mind helping out and bringing in a case of TP now and then. Thank God for Costco. But I just don't think we should ever have to bring in our own post-it notes.
0: You know, I never minded donating a box of post-it notes every few months. It was for the team, so why not? That is messed up, yo. Well, now that you're
3: working at home, have you ever, ever used a post-it note? I mean, there are so many supplies, you know, we use at the station that are useless now, like like those yellow liner pens. Yeah, you know, off the record, I stole a bunch of them over the years, but I don't know why, really, because I've never actually used one at home. But, you know, but when we were in the studio, management must have gone through a crap load of them as every memo I got. Was full of underlined sentences.
0: You know, during this pandemic, while both my wife and I work at home, she has implemented a pretty tight system of resource usage. Uh, like, I'm not allowed to sign out a pen and a notepad each morning uh, and return them at the end of the workday without what? checking with her first. Uh, like, would you believe in the many months of this remote working situation, I've only lost two pins uh, at the studio, I would go through at least a few a week. Eh, Rachel runs a tight ship.
5: All I wanted was a Pepsi, just one and she wouldn't give it to me.
2: Yeah, that doesn't sound like much fun. Spud, I myself would prefer to do the internship at the studio rather than do my duties online. And it got me out of the house, too. With this COVID-19 deal, I'm stuck at home now. My mom's always coming into my workspace, uh, my bedroom actually, unannounced. That can be uncomfortable at times. At the studio, I could always get some privacy in the restroom if need be. There's no lock on the bathroom doors here at my parents' house. That's so hot.
4: Oh, and I know that you have had to endure some very embarrassing moments with your mother's propensity to walk in on you in the bathroom.
2: Yeah, but I'd rather not talk about that on the air. There's a pretty good chance my mom is listening right now.
3: It's all right, babe. If I was you, I would install my own lock, you know, on the bathroom door. I know a cheap locksmith. But anyway, all right, moving on. Uh, can can someone check if our next guest is ready?
0: And uh, Yes, but I'm being told your next guest, uh, guest, Aisha Tyler, is ready to go. You know, you seem to get along well with her when she's on the show.
3: Yeah, I dig her. Aisha is everywhere these days, though, I mean, and all sorts of things. It's hard to keep up with her.
4: Oh, I do enjoy Aisha on Archer, one of my favorite shows.
3: Yeah, it's back on now for another season, 11, I think, on
0: FXX. Okay, now, Archer, I, I'm not familiar with that program. This one goes in your butt. Hang on a second. This one, this one
4: goes in your mouth. What is it about again? I think it's way above your head, Gerald I don't believe you would get the humor
3: yeah, well. she, she still owns her own cocktail company And and get this, they can send the stuff right to your door
4: Oh, really? How sweet would it be to wake up some morning And have my cute mailman deliver me an old-fashioned Or a sex on the beach Suck it to me? Get me the details on that, Spud well, I'll, I'll try. Just, just put her through.
0: Yeah, yeah, here she is.
3: Welcome back to the show, actress, talk show host, director, and entrepreneur Aisha Tyler. Thanks for checking back in with us. Oh, it's great to talk with you. Yeah. So Archer is back, and, and that's a good thing. Uh, airing on FXX Wednesday nights at ten nine Central, and the next day on Hulu via FX. Is this really season 11? Really?
8: Can you believe it? I no. Ca- I can't believe it at all. I'm with you. Yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I never thought the show was going to get on the air anyway. So the fact that it's the 11th season is amazing. I mean, and it wasn't like I didn't believe in it. I just remember reading the pilot and being like, this show's too smart and too cool and too raunchy to ever get on TV. So the fact that we're in season 11 is just, uh, it's incredible.
3: Yeah, well, what world uh, has the show created for this season as it constantly morphs in the setting it takes place, and what's up with your character, Lana Kane?
8: Well, my friend, we are back. Um, We are, uh, I think I can say safely, sorry guys out there, spoiler alert. Uh, Archer is out of his coma and we are back to spycraft, we are back to espionage, but the team is very different than it was in seasons past because Archer not being around, kind of constantly mm-hmm. wreaking havoc, has allowed the entire team to become really good at their job. Really good. And, and everybody, and, you know, especially Cyril, everybody's really transformed into like a very high uh high-operating spy team, and then when Archer wakes up, of course, he ruins everything. So um, it's a great season. There's a lot of action. It's really funny. Um, Lana has a new relationship in her life. It's making Archer absolutely crazy. Uh, and then we just blow a lot of stuff up. <laughs> oh, super! We drink a lot, and we, we we drink a lot, and we and we set a lot of explosions.
3: <laughs> yeah, what else is there in life? All right, super. Um, Seriously. So you're now doing an after show also for the Amazon Prime show, The Boys, coincidentally titled Inside the Boys. You know, we had Anthony Starr yes. on recently, and as I told him, oh, cool. when you have an after show following your program, you're living large as an actor. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely
8: agree. I mean,. What's amazing about the boys was so I I moderated their panel at Comic Con for season one and I just I had to binge all of the episodes so I, you know, knew what to talk about with them. And I, I literally just was a fan. I was just like the show is one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. So smart, so edgy, like just such a wild ride. And you know, like really an anti-hero superhero show. It's just it's so cool. And I love Carl Urban. We're, we're old friends. We did a movie together years ago. So I was just already like upbeat fan of the show. And then they came back and they're like, look, this show's a massive international hit and we want to do an after show. And people are probably familiar with after shows. You know, The, the Walking Dead has a, has a really popular after show. Right. Um, right. And, uh, and I was like, yeah, because I love The Walking Dead, I love that after show. I thought it'd be so much fun. And uh, Inside the Boys, what's great about it is Inside the Boys is are absolutely edgy. It is a grown-up show. And our talk show, where we talk about it, is very much for grown-ups. Do not watch it with your kids. It is a, it is an adult conversation. But it's just so smart and so fun. We have the whole cast on. We have the creators on. And we don't just talk about the show. We kind of talk about the themes of the show and about how they apply to the real world. So it's, it's a really smart show, really yes. edgy, really fun. And if you love The Voice, it's a great way to kind of get a bit, you know, deeper inside the show and really kind of extend your experience of The Void.
3: Yeah, it's kind—it's of, my kind of take on superheroes. It's, uh, yeah, it's a slightly, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very cool show.
8: Very irreverent, very, very irreverent. But, I mean, you've never seen anything like it. I don't think there's any show like The Void on TV right now.
3: Absolutely. Well, Aisha, you still uh, own your own cocktail company. Is it Courage Plus Stone? Is that, what it's, is that, is that right? that? Courage and Stone. It's called Courage
8: and Stone. And Stone. And, um, and yeah, the website's courageandstone.com. And that honestly came from my love of cocktails. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky that I travel a lot for work. And every town I'm in, I'm like, hey, what's it? You know, after the show, what's a great bar to go to, where can I get a good drink? And then I would get home to my own place, and you know, there'd be like, you know, a half a bottle of oxidized doing on the block and the fridge. Might be like crap, I want a real drink. So I started teaching myself how to make these great cocktails, these classic cocktails. And then I thought, you know, most people don't have the time or the money or the energy. You know, they got kids. They, and wouldn't it be great to just be able to buy this stuff already made in the store? So all yeah. oh, you can do is just pour it out of a bottle into a glass. And so that's where Curzon Stone was born. We launched in January this year, not knowing at all what 2020 was going to look like.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah And yeah. we
8: really took off because people couldn't go to bars anymore. And you can order Courage Stone at couragestone.com directly to your house you can get cocktails delivered to your door and then all you have to do is just pour it uh pour it in the glass and enjoy yourself and uh and and so we had a really big growth year this year because
3: i bet yeah it's
8: a great guest yeah we're coming up on the holidays now so it's a great you know if you're throwing a party you don't have to buy a lot of stuff just buy these and people have perfectly made old-fashioned and perfectly made manhattan without you making a mess in your kitchen
3: well, full full disclosure, I enjoy an occasional cocktail, like a Harvey Wallbanger or, or whatever. I mean, so what? What better <laughs> year than 2020? But anyway, all right. Well, uh, there's we could we could all use a drink this year,
8: my friend. We yes, could
5: all use a yeah. drink. True, yes, we <laughs> could.
3: Well, I, I understand you're an avid snowboarder, or were. Or are you thinking what I'm thinking that pretty soon activities that require snow or temperatures below 80 or 85 might be a thing of the past because things are kind of heating? Really you know up. What? I don't know. Maybe this global warming you, thing is I, not I, fake. I, 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 I,
8: yeah, I mean, we had a very, we, you know, the, the thing about it is it's, it's all over the place, right, because of climate change. You also have, like, these crazy storms happening, you know, or, like, like it all of a sudden being freezing in the middle of August. We had the hardest year we've ever had in California, obviously. It's just been, like, wildfire after wildfire. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I was thinking that the other day, like... Um, I love, I love adventure movies and stuff. Like, I always watch, like, all the snowboarding movies and, uh, like, Travis Rice and, um, like, Free Solo, like, all those, like, extreme kind of movies. And I was thinking, like, man, these guys are hiking on Glitchers and <laughs> they might not be there anymore. So, you know, better get your, get your snowboarding in while you can, guys.
0: All right. All right. Super. Uh, Spud, what do you want? Well, if I may interject here, I think it needs to be said that the facts are not in yet regarding that global warming deal. I've read some articles on Facebook that say the whole thing is a hoax. So don't put away those snowboards and skis as our weather is not changing. I I felt I needed to say that. Aisha, just a sec. I think you need to branch out and expand
3: your reading to sources outside of just Facebook. You might be surprised. There is a whole world out there that you're not even aware of. Like, for instance, JFK Jr. is not really still alive.
4: If you don't sense that our climate is undergoing serious change right now, then you're not just ignorant. You are brain dead.
0: Well, Mrs. Jarvitz, no need for name-calling, as I was just pointing out that there are always two sides to every story.
4: No, there is never two sides of the truth. The facts are the facts.
3: You're Dorothy, yeah. But now I need to get back to Aisha. Well, um... I'm going to close this conversation with a personal thing because, you know, it's, I guess this benefits me, Spud Goodman. Aisha Tyler, talk show host to talk show host. And, I mean, you were on The Talk in addition to other stuff. What do you think makes a great one? Not, not just a mediocre one, which I already have extensive knowledge of, but but a top-notch talk show host. And I'm going to be taking notes.
8: Okay. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I did The Talk for six years, and I had a, a really popular podcast called uh, Girl on Die that I did for five seasons. Uh, I left both of those to start directing. Um, here's what I will say. The only trick to being a good talk show host is just to be curious, right? Curious, so just be right. curious about your guests um, and be open minded. I think um, for a lot of us, and I've done your job many times, um, you don't, you know, you want to be having a conversation and, and really be engaged with the person and not just waiting kind of interject a joke or uh cut them off i think you're a great interviewer you should feel really good about it um but the thing that i always just governed me was i just was curious about the person and and what and wanted to hear more about their lives and people do love talking about themselves so as long as you're interested (laughs) they'll they'll connect with you and they'll they'll open up
3: Alright, super, I got all that down I'm going to review it after this thing Alright, well, I know you got to go So let <laughs> me say again that Archer is back On FXX, Wednesday nights at 10 uh, And on Hulu the next day Your cocktail company, Courage and Stone Is killing it Catch your Amazon Prime Inside the Boys show And you can be found on social media At, at Aisha Tyler uh, I think that about covers it mm-hmm. Thank you so you very, did. very it did. much it
8: did. You did great, I'll kill you Thank well, you for having me
3: on Alright, Miss Aisha Tyler
5: This is the Spud Goodman Show. I'm still not
4: over my surprise.
3: Back to the music. Here is a live recording from the very talented singer-songwriter Star Anna. This was recorded on our show back in 2014. The song is I Got a Good Man.
0: Roll it.
5: I got a good man way over town, yeah, he's good to me, oh yeah, I got a good man way over town, he's good to me.
0: goodman radio show Yes, uh, spud your last guest michael gross is on the line holding now okay. i'm familiar with michael he plays bert gummer in those tremors movies right our whole family enjoys him in those
3: yes i think he's promoting a new tremors movie that's now out you know he plays a right-wing gun nut conspiracy theory wacko
0: right Well, I don't agree with the wacko term. We're coming for you, globalist! But yes, we're all quite familiar with him.
4: I always watched his old TV show Family Ties. In real life, I know being the parent of a conservative Republican son, played by Michael J. Fox, would have been a nightmare for me. That's for sure.
3: I guess that was one area that I didn't put my parents through hell with, right?
4: Uh, Yes, uh, but there were plenty of other issues to fill that void
0: oh i never missed family ties i always looked at michael j fox's character alex p keaton as a role model for every young man
3: excellent
0: just put mr
3: gross through please
0: you got it here
3: he is say hello to actor michael gross we appreciate you coming on our show
1: Thank you, Spud. Thanks for the invitation.
3: Nice to be with you. Yeah, so you have a new movie coming out, uh, Tremors, Shriekers, Leave.
1: Shrie- yeah. yeah, the seventh, uh, the seventh film in a thirty-year uh, franchise, and uh, I keep coming back because I absolutely adore this insane uh, Burt Gummer character. Uh, yeah. Uh, aside from aside from fighting monsters, I love the interior life of this. Obsessive, compulsive, disordered, uh, paranoid, uh, right wing uh, gun collector. So,
3: <laughs> all right.
1: What can I say? I,
3: I don't want to spoil it for viewers, but I, I sure hope Bert Gummer survives this one too, because we hope to speak with you on the next Tremors. Uh, thank
1: you very much. Thank you. Uh, Bert's a great character. Uh, there's always possibilities. You know that uh, people ask me about sequels, and I say, look, um, uh, sales drive sequels. A uh, show business is 95% uh, show and 95% business. If people that, buy this you know. one, there will probably be a sequel. They will work it out somehow. All so, right. uh, I've just been I've just been blessed to play this guy for, for all these years. I mean, he's just, it's like mining comic gold to play this character because he's so outrageous and extreme. I mean, comedy is about extreme, and so he's about as extreme as you can get.
3: Well, wherever you shot that movie, it looked like it was not exactly an unpleasant location to do a movie. Uh, you know, Spud,
1: it was beautiful. It was Thailand. Uh-huh. We were on the uh, the Malay Peninsula, which is south southern part of Thailand, and uh, it was gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. If I say there was a, uh, uh, if there were any uh, obstacles, it was it was extremely hot. The sun was extremely hot, and there was a certain amount of humidity, as you might guess, um, and. Um, So there was lots of sunblock, lots of uh, insect repellent, because there's some nasty little critters down there called mosquitoes that carry some weird things. And uh, particularly in out-of-the-way places where we were shooting, you know, jungle jungle locations and stuff like this. But it is drop-dead gorgeous. And the Thai people are just the nicest human beings in the world. I mean, it really is. they're really wonderful people. So uh, I've been to Thailand before to shoot films and uh, was glad, wonderful to be back again.
3: Well, l- let me ask you this. Before Burt Gummer uh, and the Tremors Projects, the world remembers you as uh, Stephen Keaton in Family Ties. You played the father of Michael J. Fox's character, Alex P. Keaton, a budding arch-conservative, I guess you could say, and Reagan supporter. <laughs> yes, so exactly. Here's my question, though. How tough would it be on a TV show if now you had a son who was like a, like a right-wing QAnon booster? Difficult role or not?
1: well you know it was that's a good point um we dealt with extremes but we dealt with them comically yes uh, and um one of the things uh, one of the things that's become so tough right now is is people at each other's throats these were people who were this was this was the reagan years right so let's 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 be frank there were staunch conservatives out there who, who like Ronald Reagan believed that government was the problem and all these sorts of right. things and he was a, a loggerheads with people like tip O'Neill from Massachusetts who was at that time the speaker of the house but yet O'Neill and Reagan two Irishmen on the opposite sides of the aisle could sit down over a glass of Irish whiskey and settle their differences they could hammer out a compromise and unless we can begin to hammer out compromises I don't think America's gonna move forward uh, I don't think Americans dislike each other as much as uh, social media would have us believe. Right. I just think um, uh, I think we're more reasonable than that, and uh, um, I, I think something can be done about it. It need not be this way. I think, and uh, I think Tremors is a is is a good illustration of that because in every one of these films, you have a group of strange uh, misfits, ne'er do wells, and eccentrics. Who bury their differences to come together to fight a common enemy? I mean, in COVID times, do you need a better example than that? Yes. These are people who would not otherwise talk to each other, let alone be friends or colleagues. Who say, "Okay, okay, well, we'll uh, let's band together, let's do this together, right?" And then, then we can then we get
0: back get back to our bickering. But right now, let's set it aside. Hey, Spud. Yes. I so agree with Michael. Don't you think it's time you and I put our bickering aside? You know, just agree to disagree. I know that I'm ready.
3: Michael, I I need to take care of something here. I'll be back. I would love to say, yeah, let's just forget about it all and all the issues that we disagree about. But, you know,
4: there are a couple that I just can't get beyond. What? Me too, Gerald. Let me know when the time comes you are ready to admit that storm you've been talking about is not coming. At least not the kind of storm you have been hinting at. And also... As a member of the Democratic Party, I do not eat babies. I just wanted to put that on the record. All all right. Well, maybe
0: you are the exception to the rule, Mrs. Jarvitz. Uh, There might be a few of you Democrats who are not cannibals, but I still think we both know most of you do worship Satan. That's a fact, right? Uh, No, I'll speak for my aunt and
3: I. We do not have a personal relationship with Satan, okay? That's, That's for the record. Now, let me get back to Michael. Well, let me ask you do, you: do you stay in touch at all with the family ties cast? I mean, people are curious of that. Well, probably not in-person gatherings these days, of course. But
1: yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I try. I've tried to see. I try to see Mike. Mike Fox lives on the uh, on the East Coast. He lives in New York City. So when I'm back there, I try to at least have a breakfast or a lunch with him or something. Get together with him in, in person. Uh, Meredith and I have actually, over the past couple of years, uh, gone out together and done a little theater together. Oh. A wonderful little two character play called Love Letters which we have done on several occasions in the south and the midwest and a few and on the eastern seaboard and when uh, this uh, pandemic is over and people are welcoming audiences again Meredith and I would love to uh, get out on the road together again people enjoy seeing us together oh, yeah. it's a great big remin- reminisce for them and uh, Look, she was she was my uh, compadre for for seven years. I lovingly refer to her as my first wife. I didn't get married until two years after the beginning of family ties, so I still call Meredith my first wife, and uh, and I, I adore her. I really do. So um, yes. I hope. So I do keep in touch with some of them, and of course, Justine Bateman and Tina others are busy soccer moms and a lot of other things, and leading very accomplished lives on their own, and so very busy. I don't see them as much as I'd like, but. We're
3: still friends. All right. Super. Well, I got, I got to hit you with this. I read you were a major train aficionado. Not like owning a, a train a... set in your basement. You're a part owner of an national railroad, the Santa Fe well, Southern I,
1: Railroad. I, w- I was for almost 20 years uh, owned a, uh, a tourist railway in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, just uh, sold it uh, to somebody who, uh, one of the originator of Game of Thrones, is one of the owners of the new one. He's going to pour a lot of money into this thing and revive it. And. Make, a, make it an even better a tourist railroad. So I, I just sold it this spring, my, my part in it. And uh, I didn't necessarily want to own a railroad, but the only way to save the damn thing was to buy the damn thing, so I did. And, uh, but I'm chiefly, and have been, I've never stopped being a model railroader. I love trains, miniatures, railroad history, etc., etc. And so, um, uh, fortunately I've won a few awards with my models and things like that, and I've just, Very much enjoyed it and published articles about it. And, you know, Rod Stewart is a major uh, train uh, model railroader. Absolutely. If you look up Rod Stewart and model trains, you'll see some of the stuff he does.
3: Very, very cool. I know you got to scoot. So let me say again that Tremors Shrieker Island is now available on Blu-ray digital and on demand. Thanks a bunch for checking in with us. You're very welcome.
5: My How Time Flies.
0: Uh, I'm being told there's a caller who wants to speak with you, Spud.
3: All right. Hey, hey Chance, I, I just get this feeling. I I don't know if I'm correct, but I can sense you're playing video games right now. And, and if so, I would appreciate you doing that on your own time. Until I sign off, you're still on the clock as an intern.
2: Yes. Can a volunteer intern actually be on the clock? Really? And yeah, I am playing a game right now. I have to do See, something to stay I awake. I knew it. The show is really boring.
4: Babe, maybe you should pause your game until the show is over.
2: Dorothy, you know I'm very good at multitasking. Actually, I'm I also know. completing an essay for my English 201 class. It has to be at least 800 words. That's a lot of words my. to come up with. But I am effortlessly addressing all of my responsibilities as I speak. But I will temporarily stop everything and sit here on the phone until the stupid show is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Someone has a bit of an attitude problem. If this was a Zoom episode, I could keep my eyes on you better, but but fine, okay? All right. Uh, I'll just have to take your word for it. Now, someone put the caller through. Hopefully, he or she is interesting. Hey, uh, hey, you're on the air. Hey, hey, am I on the air now? <laughs> did, did you hear me say psych? Uh, yes, you're on the air. What's on your mind?
9: Uh, I was calling in after hearing you talk about how to be good at trading, Is that's how I make my living. I do pretty darn good at it, too. Not a lot of shows out there are talking about trading as part of the economy, which I've never understood.
3: No, bartering. no, it's uh, it's not tra- trading. Uh, yeah, we're but, talking- so,
9: bartering. Bartering has been with us since Adam and Eve. Actually, well, okay, maybe they didn't trade for the Apple. I think they just took it. But people since way back when- Yeah, okay. In this way of uh, surviving. I mean,
3: there's yeah. no need to carry a wallet around or debit card, that's for sure. What you just said, is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. No, no, we are talking about trending. Uh, you, you know, something on social media uh, that becomes popular overnight, that kind of thing. It's uh, maybe it's over your head. I don't know.
9: Yeah, okay, but but bartering is really popular, and sadly, most people aren't aware it's out there for them to use. I mean, my parents bought their house and fed all five of us kids okay through, through trading that, stuff that's, that's good to know good
3: okay it. she yeah. arranged
9: this with like nearby farmers and a couple of right. in the town where we grew up my dad collected things <laughs> okay. and All taught right. most of what we're doing today and that's my way of life that's why i'm calling in i want yeah, okay. to share well, this with hopefully thousands of listeners out there who yeah, benefit you can benefit from can, it can,
3: i don't hopefully. know about thousands by the way <laughs> you know m- maybe one thousand i mean that that's possible
0: look alternative facts are not facts but don't undersell the scope of our audience. No one really knows how many people re- we reach with this radio show uh, and, and caller. I, too, was raised in a family that bartered quite a bit. Uh, my father was also quite adept at it. He uh, he got me my first baseball mitt by trading oh, some old boy. duck decoys uh, to uh, one of our nice neighbors. I don't believe that neighbor ever hunted ducks as my dad traded back for them a couple of years later. and They were still in the same burlap bag, on used but a sweet deal though huh oh yeah your dad sounds a lot like my old man the wheeler dealer type right yeah well i don't know about wheeler dealer but he was a good salesman that's where i got the talents i display at my other place of employment south seattle carpet and linoleum
5: south seattle carpet and linoleum
0: I'm still number three on the sales floor this quarter. Did I mention that? Uh,
9: So, uh, South Seattle Carpet Linoleum. South Seattle Carpet Linoleum. Take trade-ins?
2: This topic is numbing my brain. Can we hang up on this guy?
4: Sweetie, just wait a few more minutes, and this thing will be over with. I'll FaceTime you afterwards, and we can discuss further where to register our wish list for the wedding. We don't need four blenders or seven punch bowls.
2: All right, Dorothy.
0: And, and uh, Caller, I'm sorry, we don't take trade-ins. Uh, no trades at all? No, unfortunately, we don't barter. Uh, like I said,
9: I'm sorry. Speaking of blenders, I happen to have a few myself, and I'm looking to trade a couple. Uh, won't you like to swap for one of the better ones, like a high-end Hamilton Beach model? I'm looking for a new toaster oven. I'd be willing to toss in a couple of spatulas, too. Deal or no
3: deal? Really? That's interesting. Well, no, we see, aren't we don't getting married about this.
4: for a few months, Spud. you know, so we don't have any toaster ovens to trade right now. If we do end up receiving multiple ones, though, we can get in touch. Uh, I can leave my
9: number with your producer.
3: Well, yeah, okay, the, the, we gotta go though. This has been a totally worthless call. I'm gonna be honest, okay? We know nothing further about getting this show on those trending lists, that's for sure. No one cares about trading stuff. I'm gonna have to go ahead and sort
2: of disagree with you there.
9: Oh, you are so wrong. Maybe that's why your show isn't on one of those kind of lists. You know, don't you have to be popular before you can be trending?
2: That's what I told him, but he doesn't listen.
3: Hey, I understand that. Okay, my bad. But I just thought someone calling in, you know, could give us some tips on how to pull it off. I guess not. Caller, I got to go. Bye. Really? I'm not done talking about the. He's gone. I should never have taken that call. Where are my screeners? I don't know. Our illustrious engineer Trevor is all we got at the station with this remote deal. I don't know if he can hear me now, but he really needs to step it up. Dude, I hope you're like listening right now. Is it that difficult to give me a freaking decent caller?
0: You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. You're fired. Hey, I thought that caller was exceptional, very interesting, and provided a ton of useful information. Of course you did.
3: Anyway, I'm done here, all right? I am Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean
5: that. God bless and ciao. Bye-bye. Copyright 2020, Spud Goodman Productions.